Welcome to the Auto Body Source Podcast, your direct link to products, skills, and training for a rewarding career in automotive collision repair. We're starting today's uh, episode with some interesting statistics. Uh, we happened to run across an interesting survey that was conducted by Adobe Corporation uh, just last month. I found that Generation Z craves mentorship at work. Um, one of the problems that was posed um, in this study was that uh, they found that the majority of Gen Z employees who were born between the late 90s and early 2010s, of course, are struggling to find mentors. This future workforce study found that uh, just over half, or about 52% of Gen Zers report having a mentor. Um, but the survey also shows that 80% believe that having a mentor at work is crucial for their career. So if you are a Gen Zer uh, who's struggling to find a mentor at your place of employment, you will enjoy today's episode. We have uh, with us uh, two guests today. Um, first is Amy Kramer. Uh, Amy is North American Inside Sales Manager at BASF Refinish. Um, and we also have um, uh, automotive technician, uh, automotive collision technology student, Annie Diwali. Uh, Annie studies at Metropolitan Community College in Omaha, Nebraska. So we welcome both of you here. Um, and on this topic, Annie, I guess we'll, we'll of course start with you. Um, you have a very interesting career story um, starting in this industry as a, a pretty much a minority. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah. Um, so I have you know been working in restaurants for half my life, 15 years, and it's taken really good care of me, but it's time to try a different industry. Um, and I actually, I have an undergrad in art, so I actually approached my program or my associate's degree with, um, with that kind of frame of mind. Um, and I know that the trades are in crazy need right now of um, the next generation of laborers. And uh, a friend of mine who is also an artist, she's a musician, recently went to school to become an electrician. So she partly inspired me to look towards the trades. And in looking at the trades, um, I landed on auto collision technology because I saw a lot of overlap with what they do and what artists do, especially when it comes to um, the technical skills and craftsmanship that is necessary when um, repairing uh, automobiles and not just automobiles, but planes or any kind of, um, you know, metal finished surface um, machine. Nice. Nice. So you, you're pretty early in your training course there at uh, the community college, right? Yes. Yeah, so we are about three weeks away from finishing the first quarter. It's a, they go by the quarter system. Um, so it's not, it hasn't been terribly long, about seven weeks, but um, because it is an accelerated one-year program, we cover a lot of ground very quickly. So it's, it's going by very quickly. And um, the amount of knowledge I'm gaining is at the uh, rate I'm gaining it is quite, uh, astonishing. I'm surprised some days that I've been able to keep up. Awesome. Awesome. You actually shared with us some, um, some images. Um, maybe you can tell us, walk us a little bit through what some of your training looks like right now. Yeah. So right now I am in, um, welding is one of my classes. And I think we have a photo of my, um, the cube that we were working on. There it is. Um, 
this assignment. So we're welding a cube. It's not an enclosed cube, but we weld it together. There's um, stitch welds up top, plug welds on the bottom. And then as you can see in the photo, I'm starting to kind of cut out a triangular corner piece. Um, and we will then be creating a, a piece to replace it, a brand new piece, welding it from the inside and then grinding it down to make it look like it was never repaired, um, which is obviously very important when you're repairing cars because when someone brings in their car to get fixed, you it, in a perfect world, it doesn't look like any repair was ever done. Um, and we're doing this assignment because interestingly enough, Pat McGibbon, my welding instructor, had um, when he was applying for a job at um, a body shop, this was um, an assignment that was given as part of his, uh, I guess, interview uh, test portion. Um, so that's what inspired him to add it to our curriculum, um, which I thought was kind of neat. We're doing the same thing that he had to do to get a job somewhere. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds pretty exciting. Uh, have you ever welded before? No, this is my first time welding. Um, and I love welding. Um, interestingly enough, my husband and I live in a container house that we built ourselves. So had I known my love for welding back then, um, I would have had a lot more time to practice and I'm sure he would have appreciated the help back then, but now I'm just on the hook for all the other additions that we do. <laughs> nice, nice. You, what are some of the other ideas? Looks like another uh, photo you have here. Um, yes, we're doing in the spray booth too. Yeah, so if you there's their fenders. This is part of non-structural one. So we were given these fenders. Um, my instructor Chris put some holes in them or some dents in them with the hammer. I think the second one we got to make ourselves, which is a nice stress relief. And then we. Oh, can you still hear us there? We lost her. No worries. You know what we'll do is we will come back to you, Annie. Um, and what we'll do is uh, continue the, that little bit of the conversation once you um, hop back on. Okay. We will uh, pivot uh, also to our uh, second guest, Amy Kramer. As mentioned, Amy, um, you have an extensive amount of uh, extensive track record in the industry. Can you tell us a little bit of how you got your start in uh, the automotive finished industry and, and really uh, what, what mentorship you had in that environment? Well, you know, I, I never dreamt that I would be in this type of an environment uh, for a career. Um, I had some uh, activities in my life that I guess you could call tragedies. And I had to, I didn't have to, but I made a move uh, from my home state, which is Ohio to Michigan. I started working for an aftermarket automotive sunroof company. And then I actually went on a golf outing. And uh, I met someone who uh, worked at a small paint company. And one thing led to another. I was looking to try to find something close to home. And she just said, hey, would you be interested to interview? And I interviewed. Um, I interviewed with the owner and the founder, uh, who was a pioneer in the industry. And within a month, I was working for uh, this company. And within eight months, I was actually running one of the divisions of the company, which was pretty exciting because I quickly found out this is a, a very dominant male industry and um, or predominant, I should say. And uh, was not, I was really very nervous and uh, I was uh, elated for the opportunity because I was widowed with four children. And so, you know, this gave me actually an opportunity to, 
you know, have a, have a career where I could uh, really, um, I guess, to like take care of my family and be home. And um, my boss was very, uh, you know, helpful in trying to help me juggle my schedule and trying to raise four children on my own. Um, but he also, um, he, I would say in the beginning, he was definitely my mentor. He identified the fact that, you know, I was a hard worker, that I was willing to learn. And he gave me, you know, he just kept handing me opportunities. And and sometimes to the point where I would have to say, hey, you know, I, I need you to hold off a little bit because I am just one person and I know I'm busy and I'm capable, but I need to uh, take one step at a time. And so he uh, really helped me grow into, um, to, to, you know, the person I became. And I took a piece of his company that represented at the time about 60% of his business. And that business multiplied um, multiple times. And when I left that business, it was about a one third. So it grew from 10 million to, uh, you know, 65 million. And that was pretty incredible over a 16 year period. So it was a really fantastic opportunity. I got to meet some incredible people and make some amazing friends that I still have today. In fact, earlier today, I had a call from someone I have known for nearly this entire time uh, in the industry questioning me if I'm coming to SEMA. And unfortunately, this year, I'm not able to go. But when you do go to events like that, it's like a reunion. These people are just there. There's so much history about the automotive industry, starting from, you know, the color black. And that was the only option to today, which are just some amazing things, because I've been working in coatings all this time. And so just the technology change in my in my time in the industry has made significant changes. And, you know, what we see in the future for technology changes and ADOS and, you know, all the calibrations and everything that take place today, the special layers of coding are also mattering. And uh, it's pretty incredible. And I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm just celebrated eight years at BSF and some amazing things are happening in my career here. And I, um, even though I'm in the late part of my career, I still feel like I have a lot of gusto and a lot of uh, drive and strive to see some great things happen before it's my time to pass the baton. So I hope that, you know, the inspiration can come. Uh, I hope to help deliver some mentorship and uh, s- inspire some folks to come into this industry because it is truly amazing. That That is awesome. That I'm inspired just hearing it. Um, of passing the baton, um, right, Andy, right before you had your um, connection cut out, you were explaining um, a bit about what led you into the industry. I thought what would be a a nice opportunity, um, and Amy, maybe you could even touch on um, a lot of what drives you to want to inspire young women in this industry and, and whether there's any advice you would offer a new technician like Annie. Sure. I mean, there's there's so many resources out there. I, I do belong to an organization in the industry called Women's Industry Network, and I have watched a lot of young ladies grow uh, to where they are in different positions today, whether it's, you know, it's not just in automotive coatings, but it's in insurance business and, um, you know, all the different uh, aspects of the industry itself. And 
having, um, being able to have that little network within our, and, and not to say that there are men can be included in this industry as well into this group. Um, but it's nice to have someone to reach out to when you have questions or, you know, what is the next step that I need to go through to get to that level if I want to become, you know, a manager or a director or whatever layer um, that you choose to head um, in your career path. Um, because, you know, I think that everyone uh, along the way, whether you're in the medical field or you're in, you know, sometimes people work in the uh, food industry and they become chefs. Um, so I, I, everyone has a path. And um, I hope that Annie, your opportunities, you, you expand and have, be open-minded. Um, definitely create as many relationships as you can within the industry. Research everything that you can for your career path. Um, certainly, um, you know, having connections with different layers of the industry also matter, not just within the body shop era. You know, there's insurance, there's... Um, you know, suppliers uh, to different products that that body shops need. There, every layer of our industry is is really in need of staffing. Um, I work with quite a few industry experts that speak on this on a daily, weekly basis. Um, if you're attending SEMA this year, definitely go check out. Um, you know, find out who is speaking about it because it is a hot topic this year for sure. Awesome. Thanks for the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to ask? My, so my friend who inspired me partially to um, the electrician who to go into the trades did warn me that, you know, I'm loving school. She loves school. She says the field is very different than being in school. And I don't know if you can speak to that at all or um, have any advice about that. Yeah, most definitely. Um, earlier in my career, and I and so I sometimes experience it now. Um, being that it's a predominant male industry, they don't always. I don't want to pinpoint any one person, but sometimes you're felt like you don't know as much as sometimes a male does in this in this role or this industry. And you know, I've. I feel like my strength has been my integrity. I try to stay humble. I try to keep learning all the time. Um, But when I do feel challenged, um, maybe against my gender, um, that I I still keep forging forward because I know what I have done. I know what I'm capable of doing. And honestly, just trying to, um, you know, be open-minded, a good listener. And then I ask questions how can I help you and share what I do know? And if I can't get you the answer, I have sources. So um, those things have definitely helped me um, be successful in my role, but also to build on the relationships that um, I guess I'm able to work in that male dominant industry that sometimes is tough. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I grew up with two brothers. Um, they both picked on me a lot. Yeah. So I think that was a little bit of um, a bit of a learning curve. I also grew up, my father had a mechanic shop. So um, when I found my spot in this career, it 
there was a lot of things that made sense. I mean, uh, selling, cause that's, that's mainly my role as I sell products, but whether it's, um, you know, a lamp or a book or automotive paint, it, it is very, a similar process. Um, and, you know, learning what I did at home, you know, my dad having his own business, the most important thing to our family was having a customer without the customers. We, my dad didn't have a job and he didn't provide for our family. And so it's that mindset that I have in everything I do for my job without the customer, I have no responsibility. And, um, I always want, I always treat the customer the way I would want to be treated. So I guess that's a harmonious thought, but, um, I wish the world could be like that in general, but we don't need to go there today. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's challenging. I've gone through some many challenges. I try not to uh, take anything personal because it's it's just automotive coatings and it's not a life or death situation. But um, I've also had way more fun that trumps out the the anything that's been tough. Uh, I've met some incredible people. I've gone to some amazing places. I've traveled most of North America. Um, including the Panama Canal and, you know, just had some great events and great dinners and, you know, great conversations and the best of friends. And I love that part. I really enjoy um, the connections. And like I said, I I wish I could go to SEMA. Um, Just there's just too much going on right now. And um, but if you get a chance to get there, um, get a chance to get yourself to uh, the WIN group, the Women's Industry Network, or any organization that has, um, you know, a collection of people that you could just have conversations with is is really amazing. Yeah. What would you say advocating for more laborers in general in the trades, but also specifically thinking advocating for more women? Um, I think the way I've been doing it, I was just talking with another friend of mine who's an artist. She's a painter jar but um she's kind of in a similar position where I just was is that you know as with you know all of my friends who are artists sometimes you have a great month and then you kind of have to hold on to that money because you don't know if you're going to be making any sales so I think that for me is why I've always had a job in the restaurant to be able to have a regular steady paycheck and and she's kind of getting to the point where she's looking for work, doesn't know what she wants to do, maybe is going to think about getting a master's of fine art. And I was advocating, you know, I was there preaching to her. I was like, go to the trades. I was like, there's such a demand right now. Um, the finding employment afterwards, I don't think will be difficult. And there's so much, again, overlap between um, what we do as artists and what um, technicians do in the trades. So that's kind of how I've been advocating, but I don't know. I'm, I'm curious how you advocate um, young people and especially women to enter into this field. So um, just recently I attended an event and I spoke to um, a group of six, about 60 different distributors um, about this topic and, you know, male and female, but you know, one, the one thing that I do understand and I've witnessed is women definitely are more attention to detail. They keep good records. They follow up and not to say that men don't, I don't, I don't want to address that at all, but, um, 
women are very capable. And I think if you can just give the person a chance and open the door and, you know, bring them in. Sometimes you show them one or two things, you, you know, like myself, I came into an industry and, and my perception of like, okay, how does this all work? And um, I had one lady that I worked with that <laughs> I, I think back up now, it made total sense to me at the beginning when she, and I laugh about it. She's since passed on, but she's like, Hey, painting a car is just like painting your nails. You go through all the exact same steps. It's so um, true. Yeah. I was talking about that yeah. with my, nail, my friend in nail tech the other day, I was like talking about pearls and stuff. And she goes, yeah, it's just, it's all the same. It's very, so it's the same thing. Very similar process and obviously different equipment, but the steps of getting that accomplished and the, you know, the amazement that today, I mean, 25 years ago when I started in the industry, it was very generic for um, having your nails painted. Today, you can get all this fancy artwork done on them. And uh, I don't do that, but it it is amazing to watch some of these videos and um, but yeah, I, w- I would say um, to advocate, you know, I, I, I do my best to even my own daughters. Um, I have girls and they are all very independent, um, have great careers. They uh, thank goodness they didn't take the automotive route. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but um, I'm happy to see them doing their own thing and not something that, um, maybe my experience over poured into them. I will admit the fact that when they were younger, uh, they used to come into my office and file paperwork. And sometimes I I caught my one daughter answering the phone um, because I walked away from my desk and she picked up my phone. And when I came back, I was a little paranoid, but they, her voice is very similar to mine. And so the person thought it was me. And so we laugh about it now today, but, um, you know, it's not that I didn't want them to join the industry. I wanted them to do something they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope to, you know, we have ideas of different things we want to do through um, my own job and, and conversations through um, there's a company, uh, a nonprofit organization called CREF. Uh, it's Collision Refinish Education Foundation we work a lot with that group um, to support them with, you know, equipment and um, trying to um, educate, you know, folks to the to the different parts of the industry. We also attend different career events at colleges in our area, like Michigan State. Um, that's a, a big one for BSF. We've hired quite a few people from that that university, um, but always trying to get in front of folks to let them know, Hey, you have your college degree, but there's also trades that are in dire straits. Yeah. And I think the value too of a trades degree um, at the end of the day is surpassing or can surpass the value of like a more traditional four-year degree. And that's kind of the other thing I'm really driving home. I mean, the cost of going to university for a four-year degree is just getting so a bit, astronomical. Um, and you know, community college is great. It's much more affordable. And I think, uh, the longevity of like a worthwhile career after graduating with an associate's degree is yeah, going to be something really great. I think, I think too, there's one piece that I would love to say to younger folks 
you know, we enjoy some of these really um, luxury things in our lives, whether they're amazing vehicles that we drive, we have air conditioning in our home or heat where we're now experiencing winter soon, or, or maybe, um, you know, you want to have a new uh, appliance added to your home that, that has a water feature or whatever, um, without having someone in the future in those trades, we might not get to enjoy those luxuries to have them, to drive them or have them repaired or, you know, there's so many uh, moving parts. My, my brother is in the welding industry and he's experiencing the same thing. He's having a hard time transferring his knowledge and, you know, inspiring someone. And some of these are amazing career and amazing salaries and um, they just take time and there, there are steps to get to that point in their life, in your life. Uh, it can't be an immediate gratification. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I want, I want to make sure that we have somebody to fix our furnace and, you know, fix our plumbing and things like that in the future. Yeah. So um, it's, it's not just automotive refinish. It's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Th- that was, that was, uh, I've just been sitting here and soaking all, all this in. I've loved this mini round table that we've been able to have. Um, it's the very insightful questions that you've asked Annie um, and, and thank you for your, insight and taking the time uh, here with us, Amy. Um, there are so many technicians like you, Andy, you're definitely inspiring um, others. Um, and um, we definitely would welcome you back to continue. Yeah, thank, you thank you. Thank you both. Yeah. For, I would for like that. to hear, I would like to check in like a year from now to see where you are and, and see how like things that. are going and, you know, it's exciting. Congratulations for, uh, you know, thinking about the future. Thank you. Yeah. And congratulations to you for uh, continuing on and being willing to uh, answer questions from young people like me who sometimes feel a little in the dark about what then, you know, what, what does life look like after graduating and actually entering into the field? So um, yeah, having that is um, amazing. Sure. I'd be happy to share my contact information with you as well. Please. Awesome. I'm looking forward to the year, the one year follow up. Yeah, this. that was great. So we'll, so we'll be circling back with you guys then. Yes, definitely. Glad to have forged this relationship with you. Um, we, we will definitely um, tell everyone to stay tuned. And uh, we thank you guys again for joining us. Thank, thank you so much. The Auto Body Source podcast is a production of the Auto Body Source, published by International Auto Body Marketing Group. For three decades, the Auto Body Source has connected repair solutions to collision shops across North America. In continuous publication since 1992, we differentiate ourselves with a publication that's a direct resource for auto body products and brands to the warehouse, the jobber, and body shop technicians, servicing over 17,000 jobber customers each year in the U.S. and Canada, as well as Bermuda, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Bahamas, and the Caribbean. For more information, visit www.autobodysource.com.